Uh, so I found out about Revelation Wellness through my wife, who was a part of a Platoon uh, 12 uh, back in 2015. Um, she'd always wanted to participate in something like this that was fitness and faith, and so she came and um, really had just a, a kind of a pivotal change in her life. Um, I often tell people that uh, um, for our family, aside from actual marriage, um, my wife coming to Revelation Wellness was the second most impactful thing for our family. So that was my first introduction to it, was seeing my wife come home, a completely changed person with lots of boundaries and chains broken. And um, it was hard to not uh, just be thankful and uh, desire that for myself as well. So one of the things that I saw in my family after uh, instructor training was um, just a, a more of an openness to the spirit in our family. Um, we found ways to, to speak into our children. We found ways to encourage the Holy Spirit to be something that they experience and that they realize is present around them. Um, and just the way that my wife and I interact has been uh, so beneficial. Um, we are able to call each other out and to just love on each other better. And so setting that example for people like our kids or for others around us is one of the greatest things that I could be thankful for. So one of the things that Revelation Wellness uh, instructor training did was help uh, kind of impact me in a way that shows me that fitness is a tool and that there's many different tools by which we can uh, display Christ to the world. And so um, even though I may not be active in my fitness community back home, I still take this leadership that I've learned from Revelation Wellness into my workplace, in the hospital setting, and minister to people that way using the very same language that I learned here. So for you that are sitting on the sideline right now watching this because your wife forced you to or whatever it is, if you're sitting on the sideline, and you're wondering if this is for you, don't wonder anymore, just do this. Again, that fence that's around your heart, that hardness, it, it won't be broken by just sitting there doing the same thing. If you come here and you put yourself in, like just in a setting that is so warm and so welcoming and so loving, you're gonna find out that there's a lot more man in there than you realized. Well, hey friends, Elisa Keaton here, your host of today's podcast. Today, I am going to be sharing with you a Facebook Live teaching that I did. I do this one seasonally just because it's for anyone who questions, God, why? Why are you calling me to this, this thing? And often, the calling that God has for us, it shouldn't feel comfortable. It shouldn't because it has to require the fitting of the gospel on you. You will need the grace of God so that you can't take all the credit, amen? So today I'm doing a teaching talking about, it's basically that, that we get this question often, I don't wanna teach fitness classes. Why am I being called to be a Revelation Wellness instructor? How will this benefit me? So I get it. We tend to want to know how will it benefit us. We're going to talk about that today. And this is for anyone. I encourage you to listen, especially if you've ever thought about becoming an instructor, because as of today, you have less than two weeks to qualify for the early bird pricing for Platoon 25, our first ever completely online and at home training. You can become a certified Revelation Wellness instructor completely online and at home. But you only have a few, less than two weeks to get the early bird pricing. It is at more than 50% off of its usual cost. So 
don't delay. And here's something I want you to know about becoming an instructor. It is discipleship. We're just, we want you to learn how to instruct, to build structures inside of you that are standing on the foundational truth that God is with you and God is for you. And although the days ahead might not be easy, which they probably aren't, we're going to have to have that strength of kindness and clarity and courage. And we need to know that we're not standing alone. As you become a Revelation Wellness instructor, it isn't one done, thanks, see you later. We do life with you. There's aftercare, there's ongoing care, ongoing teaching, ongoing discipleship, leadership opportunities and possibilities to plant seeds in the ground here through Revelation Wellness and in your ministry at home. Collectively, we stay on mission together. So it isn't just, that was a nice certification, see you later. We want to do life and gospel with you. We want to connect and be the body of Christ together inside this culture of loving God, getting healthy, being whole and loving others. So enjoy the teaching today. Take notes, take notes, be encouraged and knock down any wall of fear. You won't completely make sense. It won't completely make sense when it's the call of God. And I can tell you that hands down 100% all day, all the ways. But it has been the joy of my heart, changed me from the inside out, freedom like I never knew possible, and a courage and a boldness and a kindness that had to come as I went. I had to take that first step to see how God would split the seas. And I know he'll do that for you. So swipe up on the show notes to download a packet if you haven't already, less than two weeks early bird pricing. And I look forward to seeing you in Platoon 25. Enjoy the teaching, be encouraged, and whatever it is God's called you to do, friend, get on with it. Peace. Well, hey everyone, Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. For those of you who have asked the question, I don't have a desire to teach fitness. I am not even interested in fitness. I don't even know why is God putting this on my heart? Why is instructor training for me? Because it's relational. <laughs> but let me, let me give you maybe some more um, mojo behind this, more, more motivation. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you share this. Take notes, take notes, take notes. If, uh, if you are thinking about becoming instructor, why don't you throw up a, um, some praise hands or something, even just a high five, something like, yeah, I'm thinking about this, but I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, okay, let's say you don't have a desire to teach fitness, but let me ask you this. Do you have a desire for a transformed life? Do you have a desire to have a changed life? A life where you can really go, you know what? This really hurts. This is really happening, but I'm not going to be overwhelmed by this. I am not going to let my circumstances dictate. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm actually going to live out what I read in the word or what I hear about faith. That changes a life. Our beliefs change our reality in which we live and they also affect our biology. So I ask you, do you want to live a changed life? Let's just fitness, put it aside because God is getting some attention here through fitness. And I'm going to tell you practical reasons why, why one of the number one things I love all the hands people say they come to instructor training, changed my life, changed my life, changed my life, transformed, changed my life. And it became like, at first I used to think, 
you know, we've trained almost 2,000 people now. At first, I used to just think, well, that's nice of them. They're just saying really nice things. That's very nice. But then it became so repet, like all the time. And I would watch it happen that I'm like, there's something more going on. Like they really are being changed. Jesus says in John 10, 10, that he came to give us life and life to the full. So I say, do you want a changed life? Do you want a full life? Do you want a, a place in you that no matter what's going on, you are rivers flowing? There's just rivers. Come on. And I think that that is, that is not just a biblical sentiment. It actually can be who you are in a reality in which you live. But here's what you need. A new life requires you to have new thoughts. And a new thought requires you to think new things. And if you're going to think new things, you have to have a new state of mind, which means your brain will change. And when I say brain, I actually mean your brain. <laughs> let me, let me, let me um, break this down. There, are, there is your mind, and then there is your brain, and then there is your body. They're all connected, relational. Remember I said relationship. We're made for connection. There is your mind, which is your consciousness, your state of being, your mind. Uh, it's, it's how you frame something. It's why you can look at artwork and your mind interprets something like I see a, a tree or I see and it's abstract. Your mind it's, it's, it's a reality from which you have experienced life. So your mind has been messed with through just life circumstances. And that's why the Bible says to renew your mind. Renew your mind, your state of consciousness of what you think about. What is it? Because as a man thinks, so he is, the Bible says. And then there's the brain. The brain is just this mechanical thing right inside my head right now. I left my other side of the brain. You're in the other room, so it's this way. It's in there right now. And the brain is neutral. It just does what it does. It's not, your brain is not telling you, you look fat in those pants. That's not your brain saying that. That's your mind saying that. Your brain is receiving Oh, the mind just said that? Okay. And then the brain actually, neurons, which is basically like electrical impulses, is what makes your brain think. You have all these neurons firing. Those neurons start to wire together. You're fat. Oh, okay, I'm fat. The brain doesn't go, oh, God, we're disgusting and ugly. No, it just goes, oh, we're fat? Okay. Which is why the body can begin to go, oh, we're going to need to hold this fat then. We're gonna, we got danger coming, something, because we interpret with our mind, fat means bad, bad means stress. Stress, the brain goes, oh, it's stress time. Okay, so let's release the cortisol. Cortisol feels the, fill, fills the brain, mostly here in your amygdala, and then you wonder why you can't lose weight because cortisol absolutely will keep, it tells the body, we're in a stress state, no burning extra energy, conserve, conserve, conserve. So the mind talks to the brain. The brain says, as you wish, and the body goes, let's do that. And I get, can somebody, this, gets, this is where I get excited. So Jesus says, go and disciple. Disciple, tell people, about, uh, tell people about me. Okay, great, we'll tell people. But why aren't they getting it, God? Oh, because their minds are stuck. Their minds have experienced things and they have framed a reality. They don't really know who you are. They say with their mouths they believe in you, but their hearts and minds are far from you. What happened, God? 
our minds have gotten stuck, but the body, when we move the body, when the body starts to move, things happen. So I told you that a new life needs new thoughts, which means there's a word for it. It's called neurogenesis. This all is true stuff. It's, it happens in you. Neurogenesis. What is neurogenesis? It means your body's ability to create new neurons or your brain's ability to create new neurons. There are only two places in your brain, right here, two places in your brain. Now listen, take notes. I know this is exciting stuff. There are two places in your brain where you can create new neurons, new electrical firing, where basically new thoughts. You can create new memories. You can get it like new, something new. It happens right here in your hippocampus. It's very deep in the emotional brain, right here. And then the other place is back here in um, uh, the sense of smell, the olfactory, which is interesting. So with smells, you can create new memories. That's interesting. I'll let all the essential oil people take that right there, but I'm gonna talk about the hippocampus. This part right here, where in your brain, you can create new memories. And the thing about the hippocampus, people who exercise, people who move their body regularly, let's just call it move your body. I hate saying fitness and exercise because sometimes I say that people are like, oh my God, it's gonna hurt. No, just move your body. Just move it. People who exercise have a larger hippocampus, a more active hippocampus, meaning they are making new neurons. They're like a new factory. <laughs> they just, they do more than the people who don't move their body. Um, people that read books or get new information, yeah. But exercising people actually show, like they have got miracle grow on their brain which is actually called BDNF. It's another brain-derived neurotropic factor. So what I'm saying here is that moving your body has everything to do with the ability to have a renewed mind, which then makes it possible for you to live a new life and then go and tell others about this new life that you have found. Thanks, Patrice. We are living in such a swirly time. There's a lot of things we can be doing, <laughs> a lot of resources, a lot of places to put our time, energy, money. But this is what matters most is that people would know the good news, but it's hard. It's getting harder and harder for people to hear good news because they are living under mounds and more mounds of stress. Turn on CNN. We are in a global pandemic. I mean, you put technology, you put all these other things on top of it. People can't hear anymore. So we go, let's go for a walk. Revelation Wellness instructor goes, hey, we're gonna gather at my house or my garage or whatever twice a week. We're just gonna move our bodies a little bit and we're gonna share like what's going on a little bit with each other. We're gonna pray for one another. Bang, new neurons are happening. So neurons are, I want everyone to think about neurons. I wish I had more visuals. Neurons are like spark plugs. They just, they do what they need to do to keep your brain doing what it does. And you have only so many neurons that you make, and the only way to make more, make more, is to fire up that hippocampus. Now, neuroplasticity is how we change our brain, how we can change the shape of our brain. Neurogenesis is to create more sparks, and then enough change sparks firing off over time changes the shape of the brain. 
In the 1990s, we just figured this out. This is fairly new information that we can change our brain. Once upon a time, uh, people were diagnosed as depressed or bipolar or whatever it is. That was it. They just said, well, that's it's a good run. Here's some medicine. We didn't think we could actually change the brain. And you can. Neuroplasticity happens. Neuroplasticity is the ability to change your brain. So if I was to take your brain, let me just tell you this right now. If I took a person who is post-traumatic post stress disorder, you've been through a lot of tough times in your life. You've got just, you just stress, which I'm telling you, there are more of us carrying more stress than we are even aware of. Maybe you didn't go through war. Maybe you didn't were in some big car accident. Maybe, but all these things are starting to add up. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts is happening to us. And every time we experience it to a chronic level, we are changing our brain. So if I was to put you in an MRI and you are in a post-traumatic stress disorder of some kind, you're just so afraid, anxious, depressed, uh, disconnected from your ability to hold equanimity or peace, um, they would show that the brain, the prefrontal medial cortex for someone with post-traumatic stress disorder, black. It doesn't light up. So it's like you can go to church and hear information, but black, nothing. And just in here, that little emotional brain is fired up. But for someone who is healthy, well, it's called, um, has agency over their life. They're connected to themselves. They're connected to God. They're connected to others. Uh, others do not dictate their well-being. They have learned how to have agency and authority in who God is. They believe and take him at his word. Their brains are more lit up. The front, the prefrontal cortex is all pretty and light up and down inside. Ooh, I just tore my brain apart. In the amygdala as well, it's not so fired up. The amygdalas are smaller. The prefrontal medial cortex is bigger. In the post-traumatic stress people, smaller brains, smaller prefrontal, fired up emotionally. Okay. That's your brain scent lesson for today. Here's what we need to know about neuroplasticity. Back to why is God calling me to this fitness training? I don't get it. Ready? Neuroplasticity, the ability to change your brain architecture, light it up, requires a few things. One, information. I do need some new information. Okay, great. Got lots of that around. I mean, I got, I got technology, I got information all the time. I also need emotion. I need some emotion present with the information and emotion. <laughs> so I have to think and I have to feel and I have to authentically feel. I can hear inf information again is kind of benign. Okay, that's good information. What am I feeling about this information? That's why do you, any of you do our uh, revving the words? That's what's happening in revving the word. You're getting information, God's word, and then you're moving your body which is creating up some, opening some space. And then the emotion kind of shows up. We had so many people say, why am I crying my eyes out <laughs> like 20 minutes in? Oh, it's because the word of God is going in. It's renewing your mind. It's bypassing and cutting out some of those dead trees, those neurons that have fired together that are not good for you. And it's creating your hippocampus is firing up and you're getting new thoughts. And then the emotion comes because you feel stronger, you feel rescued, whatever it is, you're feeling something. So information, emotion, and one more thing is required to change your brain, and that is novelty. <laughs> novelty, you know what that means? It's gotta be a little strange. Hello.
Hello, Revelation Wellness Instructor. Here I am to do something strange with you. It's true. That's why I love our instructors. They're, they're over it. They're so free of themselves that now they can actually be there for other people. They don't care about what you think anymore because they have found the God. They have met the God who told them everything they've ever done and yet love them still. So they're so free to go, oh my gosh. So the novelty is, hey, come move your body. The novelty is, novelty is also learning a new move, doing a dance move you haven't done before, drumsticks, something you've never done before, which is the fun part about fitness. There's so many fun ways to move the body and do new things. Novelty, information, emotion, novelty creates a new brain. Anyone ever been to a, revving the, uh, a rev on the road? That's why a rev on the roads, it's our live events. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens in instructor training, but Rev on the Road is like a little bow um, or pow. It happens really fast. They receive information. Some emotion shows up because as we move our bodies, the word emotion means emote, to move out. Move out. Take your body, move out. And it's in such a novel place that we can get to the emotion and the information is new. And they're just like, what just happened? It's crazy. Kiel says, yes, that's where I got my call. Okay, so there is, there's the science behind why are you being called to this? Because this, you've got to get this message in you so you can go out and bring it to others. Um, for their brain chemistry, for their architecture of their brain, to fight chronic stress, to fight depression. You are frontline people, frontline warriors in this uh, mental health crisis, which it is. I'm just going to say, I don't like to use the word crisis, but we are losing agency more and more, giving it over to technology, giving it over to what media says, instead of coming back, what has God said? What's for me? Okay, now I've moved my body. I've got my hippocampus is big and buff. I've got new ideas. Let's go do this. All right, that's the fitness side. Now let me talk to you about the spiritual side. <laughs> instructor why okay so you could be like hey lisa great then i'll just keep i'll just do some fitness and i'll take all the benefits we're good which is true you could do that you can just keep doing revving the word keep doing everything be a student and don't have to be an instructor right because an instructor feels like well, that takes it up a notch elisa again i say to you because you're called to disciple you're called to teach others who will teach others who will teach others and if anything start with you <laughs> Teach yourself, teach, teach your life. Let your heart speak and be teachable to yourself. Then you'll be able to teach it to your children. If there's anything I get really excited about, I watch new things happen in families all the time. Wives get free, husbands get free, marriages get free, children get free. We have a whole new thing. Brains are just bodybuilding, getting bigger, New things, new ideas. Oh, we are not victims of our circumstances. We are not poor. We are blessed when we are poor. All these things that they begin to actually begin to live gospel because they put it in their bodies. Instructors. Why instructor? <laughs> Again, part of the commission, but let's talk about this. An instructor, the, what it is, it's right in the word. An instructor is someone who builds in inner structures, inside people's structures, infrastructures, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> An instructor builds 
infrastructures. And infrastructure says into you, I, I want to build some structure because I've already built it in me. I'm building structures in me. Let's build some structure in you. And honestly, as a fitness uh, professional, um, that's key. I, it's, kind of, it's like why posture matters so much. That's the infrastructure. When it comes to our body, our spine is the infrastructure. If the spine is off, other things will be off. Our hips might be rotated. Um, our shoulders might be tweaked and twisted. Um, so the infrastructure, what I can't see, just looking at someone and because they have big biceps, triceps, whatever it is, doesn't mean their infrastructure is actually as strong as it would seem to be. You can't judge by the outside. Inner structures. Instructors put structures on the inside of people. Yeah? It says in Matthew 7, 24 to 27, Jesus' words. Everyone then who hears these words of mine, right, information, who hears these words of mine and does them, that means I actually have to put some meat and muscle on it, they will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew. A global pandemic came in, COVID-19. They lost their jobs, but their house did not fall because it has been founded. It has an infrastructure of being on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, hears them. So, hey, there's a lot of people hearing the word, a lot of people going to church, a lot of people. Anyone who hears these words of mine but does not do them, does not wrap some meat around them, who does not put some muscle into it, who does not use their mouth to say what needs to be said or holds it to not say it. They are like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and COVID-19 came in and jobs were lost and money went out the door and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Here's what's true. The taller the building, God wants to build. What? Here's what we do at Revelation Wellness. We don't build things. We build people. We literally build people. We are bodybuilders. But because it's founded on the rock, inside the structure of who I am on the inside is what's really building my body. When we have that infrastructure in place, we grow. And here's what God is very interested in doing. He would want, anyone, okay, anyone been to New York City or a big city? When you go to a big city or if you're in a plane and you're flying over a big city, where does your eye often go to? the tallest building, right? You're going to see the tallest building and then you'll see the other structures around it. But those tall buildings, and that's on purpose. Architects want that, that wonder of the world. How tall can we go? But the taller a building goes, a structure is going to go, the deeper down it has to be. There has to be these pylons and caissons and just deep. It's actually very unattractive to see. You know, you think a building is going to go up. People know this if you built a house. It's not like the foundation. It's not very pretty. You're like, well, that's boring. I want to see some walls and some paint. I want to see my new kitchen appliances. You're eager to get to that phase. The foundation phase looks pretty boring, but it's everything. Because if the foundation isn't built solid and true, you might have a pretty house. But if there's a storm that comes in, if there's an earthquake, some earth shattering moment, that house will fall. We build structures. 
That's what we do. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. And I want you to enter your name. It says, by faith, Abraham. But I want you to enter your name. Ready? By faith. Did you say it? I'll give you one more chance. Say your name. By faith, obeyed when she or he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. Now, talking about Abraham, but it's talking about you. And he went out not knowing where he was going. That's some novelty for your brain. Not knowing where he's going. By faith, he went to live in the land of a promise and in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him, his children, of the same promise. I love this. Verse 10. For he, for you, are looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. You guys, I have been in fitness for almost 30 years, organized fitness, 39 years. I have yet to see, but desire to see a city of fitness. Remember, city is just where mass people collect, where you got people, you got industry, you got buzz, you got things going on. I want to see fitness be that city where the designer and builder is God, which, hello, it's the body. Again, I'm not a tax accountant. If I was, maybe my ministry would be to accountants. And maybe there would be some obvious connection to how, you know, accountant, that ministry is connected to what God builds. I'm sure there is. I know the body. I'm sorry. You can't get more creative. That is the God's creation. In the beginning, God created. And he said, let's make man in our image. Gave him form and body embodied a casing, a vessel for his goodness. That's what this body is for. And it's just kind of interesting to me that we have overlooked it. We've overlooked it. We've sidelined it. The church doesn't know what to do with it. The body's bad. No, the body's not bad. And it's also not to be worshiped. But there is no other way your obedience gets played out to the Lord other than because you have a body. Jesus put his body on a cross out of obedience. His body took the beating, lashings, the punishment was upon him that brought this body peace. I am eager to see a city whose designer and builder is God. Fitness, whose designer and builder is God. Think about designer too. You must be your size. You must be whatever size you are, size 14, 18, 20, size two, whatever it is, whatever color, whatever it is, that's been designed by God and you've been given a body. And he wants to give you a full life inside that body. But we need to renew the mind. So we're going to need to move the body. And that's what instructor training is <laughs> for eight weeks or nine weeks online. And this next training class is completely online because of COVID-19. So you can become an instructor completely online. And we are going to give you the best experience so that the infrastructure of you shifts and that the hippocampus in you gets big. And the novelty, and the learning something new, and the feeling awkward, and oh, I don't know if I like this. That is on purpose by a designer who is God. Stop poo-pooing what you don't understand. I'm gonna close with this. 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15, thinking about infrastructures, building something. 
It's just never about the fitness, although the fitness is helping us to do new things in the brain. It's connected. Fitness is a body-brain thing. Bottom period, put it on my tombstone. It was never about the body. God was trying to get up to the battle that's in our mind so he can have the heart that he came for. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. This is Paul talking. And someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. There's no other foundation, no other infrastructure for people to live on, by, because. It's, it's, that's the foundation, right? Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world, to bring it back into relationship with God. Back to what we said at the beginning. It's all just been about relationship. This is all about getting you connected back to yourself, to God, and to others, and you have to bring your body with you. Elizabeth Elliot has the quote. It says, you cannot give God your heart and keep your body to yourself. I love that quote. You can't give God your heart. I'm a believer, God. And then just say, no, but not the body thing. Let's not do weird things there, God. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation, which gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it. COVID-19 will disclose it. Global pandemics, racial injustice, it will disclose. The day is going to bring forth from you whatever's going on in the infrastructure, what's laid, what you lay yourself on, what you're built on. Because it will be revealed by fire, the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a, word, a reward. God has called me to lay a foundation in fitness, which is really just the health and the strength and the wellness of the body and mind, to lay a foundation of fitness founded on good news of Jesus Christ. I am inviting you, please come and build now on this foundation. I've started something. I'm never going to see the completion of this. I'm not supposed to, but we need people to continue to take it and keep building upon it. Just like Paul himself says, I'm a skilled master builder. Yes, I'm a 30-year fitness professional. I know, and some of you go, see, that's nice, Elisa. Hey, you've got to start somewhere, and it's never too late. And by the way, this is still very important and new news to people. This is so new. This is like, This is like what beepers were in the 90s. <laughs> Remember like, wow, those were interesting. Beepers! Who knew we would soon be to a smartphone that we carry around, which is basically the World Wide Web in my palm? Who knew? But that's where it was going, but it had to start with beepers. Like something we're like, well, that's interesting. We are still in such a place. There's a foundation that's laid. It works. Beepers worked. It was a way to get a connection with somebody. This is working. Where God's going, I'll never see the end of it, but the foundation is laid, and now you're being asked to come in and build upon it too. Build on this. Build on this foundation. With your mind, with your body, with your brain, build on it. Bring your heart, bring your feelings, bring it all. Build on this, and when trouble comes, you won't fall apart. And you will receive reward.
And I'll close with this. The building of this, it's going to cost. That's part of the novelty. <laughs> if it was free, you probably wouldn't do it. It's just, that is brain science 101. If it's free, meh, it doesn't have value. It has to cost something. So yes, this training does have a cost, which right now it is 50%, 50% off like what it normally is because of the online experience. So it is going to cost some money, but also it's going to cost you some time. Is Remember, build on something costly. That's an infrastructure. As an instructor, when you go out and teach, it's going to cost you something. You know what it's going to cost you? Everyone, listen up. Get close. It's going to cost you your dignity. Did you hear that? Your dignity. It's going to cost you your dignity. And I know, and, and listen, the Bible says that he clothes us, Proverbs 31, clothed in strength and dignity. Yes. But the dignity that we are, are clothed in means I'm just going to lose myself for the sake of God. I will become even more undignified than this. I will be foolish because it doesn't matter what the world can take from me or off me. It doesn't belong to me anyways. But what can't be taken from me is I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. And just the payoff you will get, because there will be a reward of watching people get free, watching people renew their minds, watching them be kinder to themselves, to their children, to their husbands, to their wives. And all of a sudden, it's just the brain and body are doing what they were meant to do because they have heard information. They have been willing to have some emotion in the novelty experience of moving their bodies and that's what it means to become a Revelation Wellness Instructor. And that's why, if it doesn't make sense to you, I hope it does now. All right. Yes, he did, Katie. Yes, he did. I'm going to pray. I think I did okay on time. I went a little longer than I wanted to, but we got a lot in. I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to stay on here. I'm going to answer some questions. Does that sound good? By the way, if you missed any portion of this, we'll go ahead and watch the replay. And I think we're going to also push this over to the podcast uh, if you listen to the podcast. Um, it'll be back there for you. Go for a walk and, and get your brain, get your body built on. Starts in the brain. All right. Thank you, God. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your, <laughs> your invitation that you see us, you know us, you call us by name, and you know exactly who you are calling God into this type of discipleship training, Lord. Thank you that you're giving us an awareness of what's really happening when we work out with fitness. Thank you for this big revelation that does bring us wellness, God. And I pray for every voice that is here, every ear that's hearing this, Lord, that they would use their voice to say, here I am, God. Let's go. We throw off a spirit of slumber or laziness in Jesus' name or slothiness in Jesus' name. We throw off any spirit of complacency or comfort in Jesus' name. That, uh, God, there is an awakening and a stirring that is happening. We thank you for that. God, I pray for resources for people to come, for those uh, who are waiting for the fleece to either be wet and the ground dry or the ground dry and the fleece wet, God, that you would do that. <laughs> And that they would not keep demanding you to jump through hoops, God. That faith is faith, and by faith they walk, Lord. I pray for opportunities to open, for conversations to be had, prayers to be asked, 
that there would be community around each person that says yes, even if it's just one, because where two or more are gathered, there is an army in the kingdom. We thank you that your economy is not like ours. We thank you that your call in our life looks a little, <laughs> a lot different often than what we thought, God. Come and heal our minds, our bodies, and have your way with making disciples that we go and tell the nations the goodness of our God. You are beautiful, King Jesus. And thank you that we hear you calling us beautiful and to follow you as the beloved. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.